Hello there. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Lost Outback podcast. Welcome. The uh, man in the left channel is John Corey. That's me. Hello. And the man to the right of me is Kevin Yank. Hi there. Let's explain a little bit about this show, first of all. This show is coming to you not so live from Melbourne, Australia where the uh, water flows the wrong way around the gurgler. <laughs> That's right. We're down under in Australia here, and Melbourne is the uh, southernmost large city on the mainland of Australia. That would be right. Which, if you're not from around here, might not mean a lot to you, but it means a great deal to us. And that's what we want to do in this show. We want to essentially inform and enlighten you uh, a little bit about Australia, a little bit about Melbourne, and a tiny, eeny, weeny bit about ourselves. Right. Now, we might not be the best people to do this because neither of us are originally Australian. No, no, no. Uh, Kevin, you're from uh, Canada, I believe. Yes, and John, you are from South Africa, was it? How did you guess? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm originally from Ireland. But ah. We, but the thing is, though, we have been here a little while, so we've, we've observed, we've uh, taken notes, and we've tried to understand a bit about Australia. And we, and, were... and we have that outsider's point of view, that, uh, that outsider's impartiality, that... We can spot all the weird stuff that people around here take for granted and that you want to know about. So that's what this show's about. We want to help you know more about Australia and hopefully have a, a bit of fun as well. Mm, exactly. So, Kevin, I, I think we've told these people enough they need to know. Yeah. So I had to book a plane ticket the other day, John. Wow, God. Um, that must have been exciting. Where mm-hmm. to, Kevin? Uh, well, that was part of the problem, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay, let's go one step at a time. A friend of mine is getting married in a couple of months, and I was going to book a fl- plane ticket to be at that wedding. Wow. It was time to book the plane ticket. My friend lives in Sydney. I hopped on the website, typed everything in. The next thing you knew, I was the proud owner of a ticket to Sydney. And I send the email to my friend and say, Woohoo, I'm booked in. I'll see you at the wedding. And I get an email back almost immediately saying, Um, Kevin, the wedding's in Brisbane. Right. Now, that's a small, small, small technicality there, <laughs> it's isn't it? a small it? technicality. Like a technicality of about 1,000 kilometers. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't know why I assumed the wedding was in Sydney. I mean, she and her fiancé live in Sydney. but um, Let's make it difficult. Yeah, let's make it difficult. They're going to have the wedding up where her, her fiancé's family live in Brisbane. I guess. With, with their people. With their people. I guess the, uh, the weather's a bit better up there. Uh, maybe it'll be a beachside wedding. I don't have all the details yet, but... Um, you know where it is. Yeah, what it comes down to is I had booked one of these tickets where it says, you can't change anything. On pain of death. On pain of death, yep. Um, and if you twist our arm, we'll let you change something, but you'll have to give us your arm in return. So what happened next? I've well... Noticed, I noticed you have two arms. Yeah, <laughs> I do have two arms. Lucky me. And I have to thank... Uh, Thank uh, the people at Qantas Airways for for being a bit flexible. I called up and I said, look, I've just booked a ticket on your website and, well, I booked it to the wrong destination. And I said, really? Like, okay, you're obviously stupid. Uh, No, you should have actually said to them, um, I'm a bit of a drongo. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, should have gotten the Aussie Aussie accent in there. And yeah, Mm. a bit of a drongo. 
Oh, man, it's embarrassing. Anyway, go on. Yeah, I tell them what happened. I'm going to a wedding. I foolishly didn't check what city the wedding was in before I booked the ticket. The guy was uh, admirably unfazed by this. I guess he has to deal with a lot of drongos in his line of work. And he said, okay, I'll just put you on hold and talk to my supervisor. And I said, okay, I'm getting somewhere. Yep. And he comes back on the phone and he says, look, I've talked to my supervisor and because you fouled it up so completely. Oh, he said fouled it up. <laughs> he said because you managed to foul it up so completely, we're willing to give you a special dispensation to make one change for free. And because you called us within 24 hours, we, we're going to do that for you right now. And... Um, but, you know, I just found it a, a unique experience that uh, he was able to tell me that I was an idiot. He was basically able to question my, my, my ability to use the Internet. And I'm a certified geek here. I take great pride in my ability to figure out how any website works. Qu and qu quite confronting, really, quite, wasn't it? Yeah, I was like, oh. So I can either admit that I'm a complete idiot and I couldn't use the site and get my, my free ticket change. Or I could say, no, no, I didn't foul it up. I knew exactly what I was doing. I just didn't check my facts ahead of time. And at, w at which point he would say, well then, okay, no refund for you. So um, I went ahead and admitted I was an internet weenie and couldn't, couldn't handle the Qantas website. And so I'm going to Brisbane now, and it didn't cost me quite as much as it would otherwise. But uh, And you're flying with Qantas. I am flying with Qantas. Yes. So, yeah. Just a tip. But but, but that, look, that that is one thing that's uh, quite healthy uh, um, about um, Australians. Um, I don't know if other people around the world do it, um, but they'll tell you to your face that you're an idiot. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, especially if they're about to do you a big favor, they have no qualms about telling you why they need to do this favor to you because you're so stupid. I, I tell you, actually, I, I had a, a very similar experience once when I uh, went up to the country and mm -hmm. I managed to, um, um, I borrowed a van, okay, and vans aren't very powerful and they're certainly not four-wheel drives. And I had this van and um, it had a bull bar on the front of it. And the bull bar, I mentioned because it's important uh, as part of the story, a bull bar is a big hunk of metal that you use for killing bulls. Mm, yes. Whilst you drive through the country. Or kangaroos. Or, or kangaroos or whatever, yeah. So anyway, um, I, I, um, I managed to, to bog my, my van. And you got it stuck in some mud. Yeah, stuck in mud. Yeah, bog. Do you not call it that? No, no. Oh, okay, bog. It was, stu it was stuck in mud, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm there and I'm thinking, oh, damn it, you know? And I'm there, I'm there with my partner. I'm saying, oh, damn, the thing's bogged. Look, you get in the steering wheel there, darling, and I'll try and do things. I'll push the van and I'll pull the van and I'll... Now, your partner is a certified Australian. Yes, she is, yeah. yeah. So, you know, she, she does what she does, you know, and she's, you know, trying to drive it out of the hole and I'm trying to essentially push and pull and, and I do all this stuff. And I, I essentially, look, I spend about at least an hour and she... From from about the first minute of this little adventure or misadventure, she says, "John, let's call in the RACV. The RACV are the people that you call up when you, you, you've basically you've you've fouled up. 
Right? And I said, no, 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 we can get this thing out. You know, I didn't want to admit that I was weak. Mm. You know what I mean? It's a, you, you don't do it. It's a harsh land out there, a harsh country. You know, you've got to be strong and you'll, you, know, you won't get any respect. So I, I stubbornly insisted that we could get this thing out for about an hour. After an hour, I was covered in mud and physically exhausted. And finally, after kicking the van twice, I agreed that we could call for professional help. Mm-hmm. So what did she say? Well, she said, here's the phone, call the guy. So I, I called the, R- the RACV and they came about five minutes later, pulls up, kind of sees the situation, <laughs> sees me covered in, in mud, doesn't say anything. And, uh, no, he does actually. He goes and says, yeah, you're a bit bogged. <laughs> and I say yes. And, and I, I explain to him the, the technical steps that I've taken to <laughs> extract the van. I said, well, I've done this. And, you know, These I are all the things you don't have to try because <laughs> I've covered it. <laughs> Basically, you know, oh, yes, you know, and I've done this. And, and he's just there the whole time. He's just nodding and he's going, eh. Yeah. So eh. as a man, you're trying to say, I've done steps one through 11. <laughs> I know what step 12 is. I do it myself. But I don't have the equipment. Yes, yes, yes. On me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, the whole time I'm telling him this, okay, and he's just going, eh, yeah, eh, yeah, eh. And um, so anyway, I finally run out of puff, and he goes and says, yeah, just jump behind the wheel. So I jumped behind the wheel, and he went and grabbed the bull bar. See, mm-hmm. the bull bar is very important in this story. Yeah. And he goes and says, right, just start reversing. So I started reversing and he just grabbed the bull bar and shook the entire van and it just popped out of the hole. <laughs> um, I, I, Might I hazard a guess that that wasn't step 12 in your mind? No, that was kind of like the bleeding. Well, that wasn't the bleeding obvious. It was just knowing what you're doing. Yeah. So anyway, um, apart from my kind of five minute rant explaining to him how to, you know, the steps I'd taken, apart from that... Um, the, the, the whole experience from go to woe was mm. about maybe one minute this, yeah. this guy took yeah. to, to basically pull up, get me out, and leave. So, yeah, um, mm. that's my story yeah. of kind of, you know, being completely stupid. And But it, it, it was just his air. It was just like, yeah, yeah look, don't even tell me. Yeah. Just get in. I'll get you out, and then I'll go home, yeah. and I'll see you at the pub. Mm. it's time to talk about some Dinkamazi history. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Uh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, all right. Um. This is going to be a regular feature here on the Lost Outback podcast. Dinkamazi history is yeah. a is a a look into the Australian zeitgeist. Yeah, whatever that means. Yeah, no, look, I, look I'm really excited, Kevin. This is my spot. Australia has got this great past populated by characters that you know, laughed in the face of the law and, and, and took matters into their own hands. Real men who didn't need anyone to help them. They could just get out there and break the law and get away with it because that's what you did if you were Australian. Um, yeah, yeah. Look, it's also about nation building as well, Kevin. Um, it's about kind of the, the formation of, of, of you know, the Australian identity. But they built it with their bare hands, didn't they? And, and they, they wouldn't take any, anyone telling them, that's not how you do it. You have to obey the law. No, sir. I know how to build a nation. Laws aren't going to stand in my way. Yeah, look, there is a fair bit of that. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, look, um, 
look, I'm glad you're excited about it, but um, no, I want this to be the the serious part of the show where we, you know, we we, we introduce a few of the the mm. episodes of Australian history. Yes, and we kind of you for know, the record, the word dinkum means true. Yeah, yeah, dinkum, okay. true, real, word. down yeah. to earth, the salt of the earth, salt of the earth. You know, it's it's part of the Australian vernacular. Mm. But anyway, um, so look, uh, let's have um, this week's uh, dinkum dinkum Aussie history. Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I would like to talk about um, the Castle Hill Rebellion. Okay? <laughs> I like the sound of that already. Yeah, um, and it's actually known by another title, which is um, the Vinegar Hill Rebellion. And um, to look at the uh, Vinegar Re- Hill Rebellion, um, we we start not in 1804, when the actual Australian Rebellion took place. Uh, we go back six years to uh, 1798, mm-hmm. uh, to the Vinegar Hill Rebellion, in Ireland. Oh. Yes, you see, there was a political woe in Ireland, um, uh, surprise, surprise, involving the English, and there was a massive rebellion that took place in um, 1798 involving uh, thousands of Irishmen and thousands of English um, soldiers, and a hill was involved called Vinegar Hill, and there was a a siege, and there was a a battle that ensued, Mm. and um, anyway, the the, the English, through um, organisation and superior firepower, won the day, and they arrested a lot of the Irish, and they sent them to Australia. Yes. So wh- wh- and those Australians, new Australians, would, would have learned their lesson. They weren't about to get beaten down that way again. No, no, they, they were angry. Yeah. yeah so the, the, they're angry. So, so we have here kind of, you know, the, the, the birth um, of almost the Australian Republic mm. kind of notions. That, that's what this story is about. So anyway, the... Um, the, the, the colony um, of, of New South Wales at this stage was probably, it wasn't even 20 years old at this stage. So we're talking kind of like virgin Australia. And the, these, um, this, this whole swag of um, Irishmen have been shipped down to become convicts. Right. Members of the chain gangs mm-hmm. and uh, the guys who wore those white suits with the arrows. The Vinegar Hill veterans. Well, yes, Vinegar Hill veterans. So they come down and they had it very hard. And in um, 1804... Um, they they'd had enough of it, right? And they decided that they were going to uh, build a castle on a hill. No, no Kevin, no, they're not. They're, what they were going to do is that it would be secure from any future attacks. No, no look, they, they, these guys were downtrodden. They 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 were very very wretched. But they were Australian. Well, yeah, they, they had been breaking their backs, cutting stone for years in this prison colony, and they were collecting up that stone to build a castle on top of a hill. No, but they they were working hard and they were breaking stone. Yes, but but it, but anyway. All right. W- what happens? Okay, was that they decide that they're going to take Castle Hill, which was it was of, already called Castle. Hill. It was called. Was castle there a Hill. castle on? No, Hill? no, no, there wasn't. There, there, there's no castles in Australia. But one day there would be. That, surely that's why they called it that. They said that hill looks like it needs a castle on it, and we're going to call it Castle Hill just so we remember through the drink. And the backbreaking labor, because that's what Australia was in the start. There was a it lot was of rum. Backbreaking labor and drink to dull the pain. Well, look, Kevin, I, I agree with you. Yes, that as long d- as we've got that 
that established. There was a lot of drinking. Okay, and there was a lot I'm of backbreaking labor. So Castle Hill. So, so they they decide that they that these uh, uh, convicts are going to take the Castle Hill uh, uh, base because that was uh, one of the smaller bases. The and foundation, it you and might it wasn't say. really well established. Okay, you had Sydney and you had Parramatta. Um, these were other kind of I don't know if you'd really call them colonies because New South Wales was the colony these were just kind of settlements yeah settlements the word okay so they they decide to take it and there's a, about 400 of them to cut to a chase 400 of them gather um in March the the 4th um, 1804 to take the hill which they name Vinegar Hill ah right so because we had Vinegar Hill in Ireland and then they come over here six years later, they take Castle Hill, and they, as an act of defiance, call it Vinegar, Vinegar Hill. Vinegar Hill. Right. Basically daring the authorities to come and try and take it from them. Well, do you know what their slogan was? What? Right. As they marched, you know, to take the hill, their slogan was, now, my boys, liberty or death. Liberty or death. Yes. Yeah. And uh, just to kind of add a name in there, uh, the leader was... Uh, uh, Philip Cunningham, right. a good Irishman. Uh-huh. So I can see the the people who named Castle Hill thought that that hill that's some that's some territory there. And if you're ever going to defend that, you're going to need a castle. And the Irish come along and they go, "We don't need a castle. This is Vinegar Hill, and we're going to secure it by our own means with our bare hands. And you can't take it from us, castle or no castle." Basically, yes. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was this strong kind of, you know, line in the sand was right. drawn. Um, anyway, um, what happened was that news gets back to kind of Sydney. Hmm. The, the governor general, who was called King, hmm. dispatched troops. But, Wait um, a minute, his name was King? Yeah, funny, isn't it? Okay. Governor King dispatches troops. Problem that they had, though, was that this was a New South Wales core. They spent a lot of their time drinking rum. Yes. Um, so he could only... Or, you know... <sighs> Rum is rum can be a really nice drink with the right thing, but I, I suspect in the beginning times of Australia, all they really had was vinegar, no, and no, they no. just had to call it rum because that made them feel better about the whole thing. But all they could really, you know, milk out of this these grapes that were, you know, be, under the beating down heat of, of 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 Australia was all you really got was vinegar. And that's why it was Vinegar Hill. No, 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 Kevin. It was called Vinegar Hill because it was it was a political. Oh right, I forgot. Yeah, it was political because the Irish thing. Yeah, previously. Yeah, okay. That's why I'm saying it's about kind of the birth of a nation. But it wasn't the best rum. That's my point. No, look, the rum isn't rum. Rum isn't important. Okay. Look, Look, I've, I've kind of lost my point. The point I'm trying to say, okay, is that they, they took a stand. They were, right. you know, downtrodden convicts, breaking rocks. They yes. took a stand. Okay? That's right. 400 were on the hill. Right. They, they had, like, apparently they had, like, one musket per every 10 men was mm. all that they managed to It's all steal. they needed. Well, it turned out not to be enough. Oh. They didn't know how to use them. They, there were no bullets or whatever. And the, and they had shovels and they had picks and they they, they were... Uh, a, a rabble. So anyway, the, the 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 English managed to get together forty seven troops, yeah. right, from the New South Wales Corp because the rest of them were, were drunk. Not a lot. Not a lot. Yeah. Marched them to to Vinegar Hill, and we have the big kind of uh, yeah. standoff. Now you just said that the the muskets weren't enough. Well, the thing is that they, they had to steal muskets from right. kind of houses and other soldiers. Yeah, so but, so, but this is the Irish. Yeah, but they didn't win. Well, come on, Australia. It's it's a you know, it's descended from these these proud people who were who were you know convicts, but they were 
they were convicts who were going to change things, and 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 surely they won. No, they didn't, Kevin. Like they didn't win because um, basically the English cheated, right? And um, what happened was that you know you'd think four hundred men, um, you know, as part of the rebellion. Um, 47 soldiers as part of the establishment. You, you'd think, you know, yeah. the Irish had the high ground. You'd think, you know, muskets And they had the vinegar. No, 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 no vinegar. No, no, no vinegar. vinegar. No vinegar. Okay. Anyway, what happened was, apparently they, they meet, the leader of the English meet with the leader of the, the rebellions, uh, uh, Philip Cunningham. They meet together and... Um, um, sorry, by the way, the leader of the English was uh, Major Johnston, and they're there talking, and um, apparently Cunningham thought that this was a truce, that they were meeting under the white flag, but instead, uh, Major Johnston, halfway through the negotiations, picks up his pistol and pistol whips Cunningham. Cunningham, the leader, falls to the ground, and it's basically on for young and old, and, you know, the <sighs> English win the day. They yeah. cheated. <sighs> wow. They cheated. This was the first kind of um, somewhat organized uh, rebellion in Australian history, and it was uh, essentially quashed when the leader, who uh, thought that he was meeting under the truth flag, was pistol whipped. Jeez. Well, so who beat the English? Nobody beat the English. They, they won. They won. Oh. They, they won. No, no, because Australia is, is it's the... It's the criminals who made this country great. Yeah, they, they laid all the roads and they built all the buildings, but they, they didn't win. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's the point, you know what I mean? Like, Australia didn't really have any major kind of battles. that The, the establishment won. Mm. And that's why, you know, I think it's important that, you know, uh, in modern times, through civil and, you know, democratic means, that we, we push for a republic because, you know, we, we, we should have it. Um, just because we haven't spilt enough blood doesn't necessarily mean we have to spill more blood, you know? I'm still waiting for the story where the criminals win. And they, you know, maybe they don't win the battle. Because, let's face it, you know, they're drinking their rum. And, um, you know, they might not always have as many muskets as the English. But the criminals are the ones who give Australia its flavor today. And somewhere along the way, there's got to be a story where the criminals, they lose the battle, but they win the war. Look, I'll try and find one, Kevin. I will. I will try and find one. But anyway, that's the Castle Hill Rebellion or the Vinegar, the Vinegar Hill, Hill Rebellion, Rebellion of 1804. Okay. And it's fantastic mm. history yeah. there for you. Okay. So, so they, the, the Irish all died? Um, well, no. The, the ringleaders were all kind of hung. Okay. And the others were kind of given tighter chains yeah. and told to break more rocks what's the what's the hill called today uh i think they call it rouge hill rouge hill what's so, that about <sighs> okay anyway so isn't that fantastic the rouge hill. vinegar hill rebellion mm. so look, kevin I, I think we're we're fast coming to uh you know the, the end of this show yep um how, how, do you feel enlightened I do, I do. Um, I've got to go look up this Rouge Hill because it sounds like, you know, the French somehow yeah, won yeah. the hill. The, the French weren't involved. Okay. No, no. Mm. Oh, well. Maybe next time, maybe we'll finally discover what makes Australia great. I don't think it was in that story. Yeah. But, uh, but it's history, Kevin. Yeah, well, I want to hear the history that makes Australia great. Yeah. I want to hear the history that weakens Australia the way this one did. But no, I, I, I tell the truth, you know, like... the. Kevin, there's no pirates. There's no kind of um, 
Uh, you mark my words, we'll find them. You know, it's not like America. They didn't... You'll, you'll find a story and you'll think... No revolution. You'll think that you found yet another nice story where establishment wins out in the end and brings us closer to the mild-mannered Australia that you think it is today. But I will find what makes... The, Australia great in one of these stories. Right, Mark my words. You. Look, we should let these people go home. Yeah. We're ranting. Okay. Well, uh, we'll we'll see you next week. This is going to be roughly a weekly thing, the uh, yes. Lost Outback podcast. Yes. You can always find out what we're doing at lostoutback.com. Yes. Um, visit us there. Sign up to our podcast. Download um, our great MP3 goodness. Make abusive comments. Oh, absolutely. And uh, if any of you hear what makes Australia great in one of these stories, because, you know, it might just slip past me, I'd love to hear it. Yes. And if you have any thoughts or any ideas... Uh, let us know, you know, say, tell us about this and we'll tell you. All right, Kevin, have a good week. Have a good week, John, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. to the Podsafe Music Network for music in use. Uh, visit lostoutback.com for show notes and this show is released under the Creative Commons license.